It's the DeejCast, and I got an episode that you are going to absolutely love, but more importantly, it's going to make your career better. This episode is about being likable, how to do it, and how to do it immediately. See, the fact is, likability is the whole essence of sales. And if you don't have that, you need to find another job. And we'll show you how to do it today on the DeejCast. If coffee is for closers, then the Deej must own every bean in the world. The Deej, Dan Jordan. Don't take orders. A salesperson forces decisions. Just when I think it's not going to be as fun as the one before, each one gets successful, successfully, successfully better. Success. What's the word I'm looking for? And now, please welcome the sales energizer, Dan Jordan. Hey, it's the Deej Cast. I'm so glad you're with me today. I really am. I mean, other people just say it, but I mean it because it's so much better than talking to a blank wall. I envision, I really do this. When I'm doing these things, I envision I'm in front of 10,000 people in a big auditorium with spotlights on me. Isn't that what you want? Don't you want attention? The reason why we got into sales, the reason why we got in, I bet half of you were most popular in your class. I bet half of you were the class clown. By the way, I was the class clown of my, I'm talking to Mr. Producer Man here. I was the class clown. In my school, there, was a, there were two people. There was, there was a class clown. And there was a class comedian. And the, uh, the difference was pretty simple. The, the class clown was the guy that ran across the football field Thanksgiving Day naked in front of everybody. The class comedian was the guy that talked the other guy into doing it. And so I don't want to tell you which one I am, but let me tell you, the field was wet on my bare feet that day. Yeah, some of these are just for me, but you're welcome to laugh. Listen, I learned something else as the class clown and as a, a new business owner. My first business when I was 18, I had a the deli and there was this guy and I was working a billion hours and there was this guy that would come in and he was one of those fancy sales guys. Back then in the 80s, they used to guys would polish their fingernails and I always thought it was weird. So why are you polishing your fingernails? And he pointed outside to his, his brand new Mercedes and he said, uh, you see that car? It's paid for in cash. That's why I polished my fingernails. <laughs> he was just making a lot of, I said, so how do you become a salesman? I said to him, and he was just like, you know, a pretty arrogant fellow. And he, I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, in trouble now, whatever he is, what he's doing. But he gave me some advice and it was the, the worst kind of advice. It was that advice that you don't even know what it is. He says, well, before you start learning how to sell, you got to sell yourself. The hell is that? I, you know, what is selling yourself? And for years, I was going back and forth figuring, you know, how do you sell yourself? What does it mean? Well, I learned what it meant. And uh, for you, the DeejCast listener... My avid fan, one of the 10,000 here with the spotlight on me here at, uh, at, at, the, at the garden, I'm going to share it with you. And what that is, is selling yourself is simply getting someone to like you. It's that first 
you know, immediate feeling that you have somebody and it takes, it's an instant, it's a snap of the finger. You just know whether this is someone you need to be scared of, whether it's somebody you're indifferent towards or somebody you like. And to get that, to get that immediate reaction is a skill that can be learned and practiced and rehearsed and become second nature if you work at it. Or you could just be average. But you, if you're listening to this DJCast, there is no way you want to be average. So it's something you need to work on. And I learned this lesson this weekend, Mr. Producer. It was a very big weekend. I had the coolest thing happen. And when I say cool, I mean really cool. I have a friend of mine who has a private plane. It's a Cirrus SR-22 for these plane enthusiasts out there. It's a beautiful plane. It's one, it's a one that has a parachute. So if the engine counts out, you got a par- the whole plane has a parachute. Really cool. And uh, he was taking his son to uh, Knoxville. I'm from Atlanta. So he's going to Knoxville to drop him off to see his girlfriend. And, and then uh, he was going to fly back and say, hey, you want to go for a ride? You leave at 11. You'll be back by 1.30 to Knoxville. Is that not the coolest thing? Just so much fun. And he let me fly. I was like Evil Jordan As a kid, that was what I wanted to be. You know, evil, everyone wants to be Evil Knievel. So I was Evil Knievel Jordan. But here I was flying. So we got there to Knoxville and he says, okay, well, you want to go to Asheville and get something to eat? He's just going to fly to Asheville. I'm like, no, I can't. You know, my family's at the lake and everybody's there meeting my daughter's new boyfriend. And so I'm going to have to go home and then I'm going to drive there. He goes, want to fly? <laughs> so I'm in Knoxville. I go, you're going to fly me there? He goes, yeah. So he flies me. The whole family's meeting me there at the airport. I walk out of the plane like a rock star. It's the coolest. I mean, is that not the best thing ever? That's why you want to have friends that have airplanes. So I'm there and I got to meet the boyfriend. Very nice. Vincent. Do you know him? Those of you out there listening, do you know Vincent? Yeah. Vincent's a very nice, a very nice guy. And I realized very quickly, this kid was very skilled in sales. I mean, he was doing it all. He was giving me eye contact, paying attention, laughing at the right things. Really, and I, he's a military kid. He's going to military college, and then he's going to go to another school next year, and then he's going to go active duty, and he's going to be an officer. The beauty of that is he's a platoon leader. He's being taught basically how to be an officer and a gentleman. An officer, especially somebody who's just out of school, who's going to go active duty, someone like this has to immediately sell themselves to their charge, whoever is there. And they may have been there for a decade, may have been there for five years, six years. And these people know everything. And here's some punk coming out of school. This person needs. So they train them in that stuff. In the military, they train them on how to do that. And this kid was, he was good. I think he started off with good stock because he was just a nice kid. But uh, the worst part about it was that we started talking about what we could do and everything. And so next thing I know, I'm in a push-up contest. And so, I, you know, I'm 54 years old, feeling pretty good. So I said, I could do push-ups. He goes, how many can you do in two minutes? I'm like, anyway, I did 40 push-ups, actually 41 in a row, pounding them out. Like this punk did 72 in two minutes, 72. And they were good push-ups, not the kind, you know, the people just play around like this. No, really down to the, I mean, hard as a rock. So funny thing, I, I first get there and Sophie's there. That's my daughter, who's gorgeous, by the way. Oh can't stand it. 18. Anyway, so I, I get there. And so he introduces me. He, I said, okay, son, come out here and walk with me. And Sophie is like, 
devastated. <gasps> you said you wouldn't do this. You know, I was going to have this gone. And so I get outside. It's just me and him. And I said, uh, I said, I have nothing to say to you. I'm just, just trying to play a joke on Sophie. <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool. I'll play along. And he played along. Very nice kid. But he knows the skill. Of, it's not something that's just an extra, a throwaway to be good at sales, to be able to sell yourself, to be able to get people to like you immediately, to get be, to engage in people. It's not just a little extra thing that you have there. It is the thing. It's what makes life easier to go by. It's what makes life better to go by. You know, every experience that you have in the world, if you went to on big vacation or if you, you know, went on a hike or when, if you did anything, if you saw something amazing, if you think back at it, any terrific memory that you have in your life probably involves another human being. There was probably another person there for you to share that with. We are social creatures. And as much as we try to be technical about everything and everything that you're trying to sell, people are concerned with one thing, how they feel after their engagement with you. What are the outcomes after? I'm going to share something. I got a new client last week. This is cool. I'm looking at my phone here to get a text. This is the coolest thing. I'll tell you how you find out if you're, I, I realized in a sales call that I wasn't with the decision maker. And here's something you want to know in regards to uh, whether or not you have the right person that you're talking to. There are different ways to tell, but very quickly, if you're on a sales call and you're talking about outcomes and the person that you're talking to is talking about process, they say, well, how are you going to do this? What method are you going to do this? How are you going to do this part? That is not the decision maker. By definition, they don't care. If you're in front of a decision maker and you tell them these are the outcomes and they say, how do you do it? And you say, do you really care? Let's say, for instance, I waved a magic wand and it was just done. These results. Would you be happy with that? And they'll, you know, the decision maker will say, yes, how much? Or, or the decision maker will say, uh, is there a guarantee with that or something like that? But they're not going to say, well, which method are you going to use? Are you going to use social media? Are you going to use? They're not going to do that. They don't care about that. If you get a guy like that, you know you got the wrong person. And that's what happened to me last week. I'm on the call, and I realized, I said, do me a favor. Can you get your boss on the phone? Just call. He goes, oh, you won't answer my call. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll give you an overview here, but then I'll send him a text. This is the text I wrote to him. So good. I'm going to read it to you here. I'm just, uh, sorry that I missed you today, but I spoke with, and I named the other guy. I'm sure he'll call you. And then here's what I said. Here's the deal. Six months from now, you will have one or two new clients, 25 to 50 qualified decision makers in your new pipeline, a system of sales that will operate with or without you, a team of people that will close at the highest rate in the industry while cutting your sales cycle in half. And your business market value will be double what it is now. And you'll have more time to spend with your family. Let's get started. And I actually did write this. How's that for a close? <laughs> I actually wrote, how's that for a close in there? He didn't answer me for two days, so I thought I lost the sale. But then, two days later, thanks, Dan. Let's go sell this. Call you on Monday to set it up. That silence was the microphone dropping. Boom. I didn't say one thing about process. I didn't say one thing about what I was going to do and how we were going to happen or anything like that. All I talked about was outcomes. So when you're on your sales presentations, somewhere during there, 
towards the end or what have you, you have to say, this is what you can expect after we're done working with you. And just jot down outcome after outcome after outcome after outcome. And then the last question is very simple. You could just some simple close of, can you think of any reason why we shouldn't get started today? Boom. And any reason that they have, you probably covered it in your call, in your presentation. But if you didn't, then you just overcome the objective like a salesperson. Remember, the worst thing, the biggest insult you can give to a salesperson is to call them an order taker. You don't want to be an order taker. Don't take orders. Make presentations. Provide solutions. Ask for the money. And just remember this, a decision, either a yes or a no, a decision is a sale. A salesperson forces decisions. Gosh, this was fun. Just when I think it's not going to be as fun as the one before, each one gets successfully successfully better. Success, what's the word I'm looking for? If those of you out there in the listening uh, audience know what word I'm trying to say, go ahead and email it to me. Each one gets better, and it gets better because each time I get more and more listeners just like you, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, and I want you to remember this. You're the best. I'm the Deej. I want you to eat well, live long, and prosper, and you go get them today, will you? Have fun. Hey, guys. It's Dan Jordan, the Deej. People call me the sales energizer, and the reason is I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, but most of all, what I do and what I'd love to do is come to your business to do a kickoff sales training meeting. Your salespeople will love it. They'll love your company even more. You'll love it because there'll be more production. And to top it off, you get to meet the Deej. So go ahead to danjordan.com and contact us for speaking ideas. We'll rock and roll. And remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and whatever else you can think about. We'll see you next time. Go get them. Well, if your sales team sucks and you don't know what to do, call D678-910-9912. Call D678-910-9912.